If you have your Bibles, turn to Judges 6. Judges 6. Now, we're going to go through the entire chapter, so I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but I will paraphrase. Uh, the, cha- the chapter begins, the word of God says that the people did, the children of Israel, they did evil in the sight of God. They began to worship other gods. And as a result of doing that, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the people in the Far East, they began to take their crops, steal their crops, steal their livestock. So any time that they would would try to 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 grow anything or 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 have any type of livestock, anything of that nature, if they saw anything, they would steal it. Well, as a result of that, the people became impoverished. They were in poverty. Why? Because these enemies came and took all of their food, their source of income, their way of living. Many of you all know the enemy is always after your prosperity. As a result, the people began to then cry out to God. They cried out to God. Sometimes in life, we may mess up. And it's amazing when we mess up or when things get tough, we know how to cry out to God. We know how to find God. We know how to go to church. We know how to call Big Ma, Grandma, and anybody else. We know how to we'll even contact the neighbor down the street if we believe that they're close to God. So anyway, and that's, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And so anyway, the word of God says he heard them, and so he sent them a prophet to tell the people why these things happened. Now, why would you think that God would do that? God is interested in your prosperity. If the enemy is stealing from you, God always wants to show you how he's stealing from you. Why? So you can make an intelligent decision to stop doing those things. So God sends a prophet to them and tell them that, you know, God delivered you from the that from Egypt and all these different things, but you turned away from God and began to, to uh, worship idols, all right? Now, we, uh, so anyway, uh, so God sends them a prophet. Now, once again, God heard their call, heard their cry, I'm sorry. He heard their cry. If you have your Bibles, quickly, let's turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 19. And it reads, for the earnest expectation of the creature, the people, or the creation, willeth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Or some versions may say, revealing of the sons of God. What is this, this scripture saying? The creation, people, they are with expectation they're looking for, they're hoping for. They want someone to help them. I gave the example. 
when people get in trouble, they'll find you if they know that you're and believe that you are walking with God. And that's good. They're looking for. They are looking for. And let me share this with you. In times that we're living in now, a lot of people are looking for the manifestation of the sons of God. They are looking for someone that's going to tell them, show them how to get out of their situation. Why? Because the enemy is stealing from them and they don't know how and they don't know why. Church, it's time for us to be the light. We must be the light. In Judges chapter 6, verse 11, we're introduced to Gideon. And it starts out with the angel of the Lord uh, basically sitting under the tree of Gideon's uh, father's land. And, and Gideon is actually in the wine press beating the wheat or thrashing the wheat. Threshing the wheat. He's hiding. He's hiding. In fact, earlier the scripture says the people were so afraid of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the people from the far east that they were hiding in caves. So Gideon was just like them. He was hiding in, he was hiding. Why? Because he didn't want any of these people, these foreigners, these enemies to take his food. That was a tough situation. But the angel calls Gideon. He calls him and calls him a man of valor, the mighty man of valor. Gideon replies, well, if I'm all of this, what you say, tell me this. Why has the God of our forefathers, why, why has he allowed these things to happen to us? You know, I hear the great stories of our forefathers saying that how they delivered us from the children of Israel, from Egypt, and all these different things, but I don't see him. What's, what's going on? The angel replies, and let me say this. Let me make this note. Gideon at this time does not know that it's an angel. He thinks it's a regular man. So the angel tells Gideon, you go in your own strength. Now, this is key. I've called you, and I'm paraphrasing, go in your own strength. You deliver the children of Israel in your own strength. Gideon replies back, well, my clan is the least out of Manasseh, and I'm the least out of my father's house. Can I share this with you all? He was perfect for God. If you notice, God is not looking for the best suited to do the job. He's looking for the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. He's looking for that person who look like they are nobody. They're, they're, they've messed up so bad in their lives. He's looking for you. He's looking for me to do the very opposite. Why? So he can be glorified. So he can be glorified. So his name can reign on the earth. Gideon was perfect. All right. So he's given this excuse to the angel why he's not qualified. Can I share something with you? Every mighty man or woman of God that God has used, they were never qualified. 
So stop looking at yourself and your weaknesses and your shortcomings and making that a determining factor of whether you can obey God or not. Do what God has called you to do. He knows about your education. He knows about the issues, the abuse, or whatever has gone on in your life. He knows about all of the issues that you have. That has nothing to do with him calling you. Gideon was scared, but yet God called him a mighty man of valor. He called him, call, the word God says like this. He calls those things that be not as though they are. Okay? So Gideon, once again, is given these excuses. But the angel replies, you need to go ahead and take care of this. And I'm paraphrasing. So Gideon says, okay, 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 okay. Well, well, wait. Now, well, look. Stay here. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. Gideon goes and prepares a, a, a goat and a, a kid goat and some leavened bread and some broth and brings it to uh, the angel who at this time, once again, Gideon thinks is a, a regular man. So the man tells Gideon to put it on a rock and put the, put the uh, goat and the unleavened bread and pour the broth over the rock. And the angel touches Gideon's staff and the rock. And the word of God says the fire consumed, came out of the rock and consumed the offering. And then the word of God says the angel vanished. Then Gideon realized that this is an angel. Oftentimes, God will do some things that is demonstrative to show you that he's calling you, that it's really just for you. Especially if you're broke down and disgusted, if you're in a terrible situation or you think very lowly of yourself, sometimes he will do something big just to show you who he is. So anyway, Gideon, Gideon goes and uh, he's thinking about these things and and, and, and while he's meditating on what just happened, God tells him, you know, God knows how to deal with our mind because he knows what we're thinking. He says, man, look, I'm going to be with you. Peace. I'm going to be with you. You're going to be all right. You, I'm going to be all right. You're not going to die. I'm gonna, you're going to be all right. And so Gideon builds an altar. And uh, but later on that night. Now, now, let me share this. At this point, everything is private. Everything is private. But God now is ready to make him public. So he gives him an, an instruction. He gives him the instruction to go, listen, go to your father's house and throw down that and destroy that, that Baal, idol of Baal, that shrine of Baal, if you will. And then go out through the city and tear down those Asherah poles and tear down all of the of the, the foreign gods. Problem. <laughs> that being Gideon has to go against his own house. The word of God says that Gideon was afraid. So he obeyed the commandment of the Lord, but he did it by night. Him and ten service, servants. But they did the job. He did it scared. Now let me say this with you. 
Once again, he was going public. Once you go public and you obey God, it doesn't matter how you feel. God will cause people to come alongside you and to defend you and to help you in the thing that God has called you to do. I'm reminded of Moses when God was calling him to lead the people in the, during the, the burning bush experience. He told them that I'm sending Aaron your way to help you. He will always send some help or give you some help. All right? So the word of God says that, that once again, they, him and the ten servants, they destroyed all these, these uh, idols during the night. Then the word of God says that the people came, got up that morning, and they noticed all of these idols were destroyed. And so they began to inquire, who did this? Gideon's name came up. So they asked Gideon's father, they said, hey, man, bring Gideon to us because we're going to kill him. Because he destroyed all of the idols. Now, Gideon's father then says, and let me, let, me say, let me say this. That gives you an idea of how strong the idol worship was during that time, okay? So his father says, well, if Baal is Baal, and I'm paraphrasing, let Baal handle him. Baal doesn't need your help. And they begin to call him uh, Jabal, which means Baal will contend with, with Gideon. And so Gideon's father basically, I know it's God, defends him and gives this wisdom, and they accepted it as true. He went public. Now everyone knows that Gideon destroyed the idols. He made a stand for God. Now, because he did this in his own strength, Yes, he was afraid, but he still did it in his own strength as the angel told him to do. Now Gideon gives a call out. The word of God says that he was clothed with the anointing of God. Gideon calls out to the other tribes, to the other people. And you know what? Because the anointing of God was on him. Why? Because he went public in his own strength. The people came. Yes, we know in, we know in the next chapter it talks about like 30,000 people, uh, uh, but they came, but they still answered the call of God. And right now we're just sticking in chapter 6. This message is called the call. The call. When God has called you to do something, there's a time that he will deal, you, deal with you about that calling. It's just you and God. He's trying to prepare you. He's trying to convince you. He's trying to reveal himself in a way where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is God calling me. This is God calling you. You're never without excuse. He was demonstrative to Gideon, and it was private. It was just between Gideon and the angel. But then there came a time where Gideon had to go public and when he went public, he had to do something that he was uncomfortable doing. It went against his, 
his thoughts. It went against the grain of society. It went against, he was afraid that he knew that he would get some type of backlash. He was going public. When you go public, when you go in your own strength, then the anointing of God will come on you. You know, oftentimes, I shouldn't say oftentimes, but sometimes when God calls us and then he tells us to do something publicly or will cause us public attention, and oftentimes when God does this, there's, a, there's something big that you have to overcome. With Moses, it was Pharaoh. With David, it was Goliath. Goliath was the portal or the ticket to him being public. When God calls you to do that, you have to go in the strength that you have. It's called courage. When you go in the strength that you have, then God will anoint you. He will anoint you at that point. A lot of times, we're looking at, we, we want God to anoint us before we go. We're looking at God, all these things happen. No, you have to just go. You go in the strength that you have. Don't wait on God. God already gave you the command and the instruction. You go in the strength that you have. Stop waiting on God because at that point, you're not waiting on God. God has already proven himself and told you what he's called you to do. You go in your own strength. Go in your own strength. Stop waiting for a tingling in the hand or a feeling and a quickening in your back. No, 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 no. Go in your own strength. Obey. After you obey is when the anointing to do will come on you. After Gideon destroyed all the idols, he didn't need an anointing for that. He did it at night. Then anything he did towards the goal or the call of God to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of the Midians, God anointed him to do. God was with him, giving him instructions. He was clothed with the anointing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about those who are called. This is how God will call you. Remember, first is private, then it's public. Understand when it's public, sometimes, oftentimes, you have to overcome fear. You must overcome fear or an obstacle. But if you be like David, focus on the covenant that you have. Goliath is an uncircumcised Philistine. He's going to be like the bear and the lion. If you can focus on your covenant, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Keep your eyes on Jesus and his word. He will always deliver you and you will always come out on top. I don't care how big it is. When Moses was dealing with Pharaoh, the word of God says Moses became a god unto Pharaoh. <laughs> so remember the call I have no doubt some of you all out there God is calling you to do something
you may have to overcome traditions of men. Let me just say it. There may be some young ladies out there. God has called you to preach, but in your denomination, that's a no-no. Go in the strength that you have. I don't know what God has called you to do, but all I know is there's going to be a major obstacle. The enemy is trying to keep you down or keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Go. He's called you. Fulfill God's destiny. God loves you. He has a plan for you. Will you accept the call? Will you accept the call? Give God a hand clap of praise.